Hey everyone, Becky from The Shift Team here, and we're back with a new mini episode to help everyone with some quick listens to get great ideas and tools for gymnastics. How do you get back to high impact sports after an injury? We get this question all the time, and recently one of our community members wanted to know if we could make a mini podcast on return to impact progressions. It can be really stressful not knowing how long it will take, what exercises to do, if soreness is normal, and how things can change based on growth plates, tendons, versus muscular injuries. In this mini podcast, Dave breaks down exactly how he makes these programs from scratch and answers all of these questions. Hey everyone, how's it going? My name is Dave Tilly, and today we are going to be going for a very popular requested topic that a lot of people have been asking about, particularly on the gymnastics or like the running side of things, which is how do you get back to impact after you have an injury? I think this is like a unknown kind of murky area sometimes of the medical world, whereas you're cleared, your injury is better, but you haven't done a lot of work to kind of get back to it. You're like, oh, well, should I start running? Should I not? Should I go back to gymnastics hard? Should I not? Should I do volleyball and basketball or not? So I'm gonna be talking particularly in general principles, but in the context of a lot of the gymnasts that I work with a lot of the runners that I work with, a lot of the people who are involved in sprinting and running sports, because running is really just jumping on one leg. Sprinting is just kind of propulsion off one leg. When we break this down, right, we got to think about timelines that are realistic. So I cannot give a global answer for everyone. Every hip, knee, back, and ankle injury, that's going to be the best thing to return to running, right? It's highly variable here that you are going to be doing things based on the injury that you had. Less severe injuries like muscular strains, you might get back to things faster. These timelines might be accelerated. Huge injuries like surgeries, like hip problems or knee reconstructions, ACL tears, stuff like that, it might be much slower because you've been away from this type of impact for a long time. The thing I always tell people is you have to, have to, have to work under the guide of a medical doctor or some sort of rehab provider for these timelines. If you try to do these on your own without understanding the anatomy, the pathophysiology, the surgery, whatever the injury you had, it's very easy to re-injure something because the timelines of muscular healing versus bone healing versus nerve healing versus cartilage healing are completely different, right? And each joint is different. Keep that in the back of your mind that you really should be doing this with someone, but I'm making this video because a lot of people ask me what are realistic timelines and also what should I be asking someone about when I go to a medical provider or a doctor? Can I have some guidelines about what I should think about what I should work on? So happy to provide the education. For me, when I make these programs and I've unfortunately made hundreds and hundreds of these return to sport programs that involve impact, for me, the most important thing is that they've gone through a full rehab situation that has advanced strength training. So you need a very good strength power and what's called dynamic stability base. So running is a really good example, right? Like a lot of runners just want to get back to running, which you completely understand that. But if they haven't gone through a full rehab program where they're doing a lot of single leg strength, the whole body step up, split squats, deadlifts, squats, calf strength, local ankle strengthening, things like that. They haven't done some plyometrics. They haven't done some low level exposure to jumping, pogo hops, scissor hops, in and out hops, skipping, right? All that kind of stuff. And they also haven't done any like dynamic stability work, like marching or hurdle work or postural work. When you try to go back to the longer distance of running and anything that you do, it's gonna not go well because your body's not ready for it, okay? Same thing with gymnastics, volleyball, basketball, any other jumping and landing sport that has a lot of ground contacts. If you haven't been doing the strength work first, all the things I just mentioned, you haven't been just generally getting your body ready to move fast and do vertical jumps and box jumps and broad jumps or skipping jumps and high leg drive jumps, and you haven't worked on your dynamic stability, it's gonna be tough for you to get back and do a full return to impact program. Please, please, please make sure, I usually have people do a full four to 
six week cycle of their advanced PT work before we start introducing running at an aggressive level, whether that's someone who literally just had a tweak in a small area, I still wanna put them through, okay, a couple weeks to deload, a couple weeks to get your strength back, then let's expose you to power and some dynamic stuff, and then let's go back to your actual sprinting program, right? Or someone who has like a very large hip surgery or ACL reconstruction, they have a really big, strong, almost two month block of really advanced strength work and power work and just general athleticism before we get them back to their sport. So do me a favor, if you haven't done that yet and you're working with someone, make sure you do that first. It's really, really not gonna go well coming from someone who's made that mistake myself. So when we actually get back to the actual timeline of returning, each of these progressions is going to range from one to four plus weeks. Okay, and I know that's a very broad range there, but generally it's in the two to three. One week for a very low level strain where someone doesn't have any issues at all, it's a small two week. Four plus months, again, for someone who has like a cartilage issue or has something related to issue with bony situations. Usually most fall on the one to four, but sometimes it's more. So each of these are gonna be about one to four weeks to get all the way back. So with that being said, it could be as easy as a month where you slowly ramp up and you get back after like a tweak and you're okay. It could be up to two full months where you're slowly exposing more and more and more to get them going. Or the more severe cases, you might have someone who over the course of like, you know, from three months of their starting and their running, say with like an ACL, if they're starting early, which is another topic, but to get all the way back, I'm talking like full level competition and you never thought you had a surgery, you're sprinting, you're cutting, you're playing full games, like that could take up to four months, right? And I think that's realistic for people to talk about that and not say like, all right, we're gonna start running at three months and then by eight weeks, you're gonna be good to go after that, right? So by the five month mark, you'll be sprinting and cutting and it's all gonna be good. That's just not realistic, right? It's just not how our bodies adapt. And I think the research supports that if we rush that too fast, it's gonna be a problem, okay? With this being said, generally, I would say most of these things for most injuries are in the two week mark. So that's the example we use here. So for two weeks of each, usually around eight weeks, if they have a moderate to severe injury, like a bad ankle sprain, or if they had something with like a stress fracture that's healing, something like that. But I think there's a couple of things that I really think are important here. So a lot of variables we can talk about, okay? So one of which is going to be the actual number of contacts, right? The number of ground contacts themselves, the intensity of those ground tacks, and then the surface, right? Particularly with gymnastics and other sports, you have multiple training surfaces that you can work on, whether you're on like a softer trampoline or a tumble track in gymnastics or a harder floor. For other sports, you can start doing things like in an altered G treadmill, which are like kind of body weight or a swimming pool. Then you can go back to the actual full ground contacts on like a turf. And then you can go onto the track with a little bit harder surface or something like that. Those three variables are always on my mind. The number of ground contacts, the intensity of those specific ground contacts, low versus medium versus high plyometrics, double leg versus single leg, multi-directional versus just linear, which would be easier than the service they're working on. Okay, for the first two weeks, I'm almost always going on lower ground contacts, right? Lower or light intensity, and then some sort of softer surface. So whether that's gravity is changing or whether we're doing like a softer surface in a sport like gymnastics. I would recommend lower with lighter and softer for that. And I would go three times a week is generally how I start with, right? What would an example of this be? 20 pogo hops, 20 scissor hops, 20 in and out hops, a lap down and back of skipping, a lap down and back of side shuffling, a lap down and back of low skips, and then maybe some very light front to back accelerations, two cones up, one cone back, front and side. Maybe looking somewhere when you add all that up, I just did that very quickly, but maybe it's 200 to 300 ground contacts. Maybe we do that three times a week. And then we try to make sure that we have no increases in symptoms on the 24 hours off in between. So 24 hours to 48 hours based on the injury between contacts, right? Between sessions you would do. So I always find that introducing that kind of scheme first is good to test the waters. And a lot of people are like, oh, I feel fine. Let me go. And they keep going and they keep going against your ideas. And maybe they get sore pretty quick. They don't hurt their original injury, but maybe they get like a tendinopathy because their tendons aren't quite ready for that loading. I generally go lower volume, lower or lighter intensity, softer surfaces with three times a week with 24 to 48 hours in between. Once they do that for two weeks, we ramp things up. And then when you go over here, it will just kind of carry this up because you, you know this is what we're looking at, right? We might go with more medium number, right? Of volume 
volume, right? We might do a more like moderate intensity and then we might do a little bit harder surface, so a medium surface. So what would an example of this look like? So maybe now we're doing higher hurdle jumps, bounding hurdle jumps forward and sideways, right? Maybe we're doing some high skips, maybe we're doing some stop start sprints, maybe we're doing some single leg jumps on a lower level surface. So maybe it's double leg with bigger hurdles, single leg with smaller hurdles, right? Maybe some sort of acceleration to 75% or some sort of time parameter. If we can increase a percentage that they sprinted the week before, we typically try to go again for the three times a week with about 24 hours in between. Because I just think that as we're ramping up all these variables of the surface they're on, the intensity that they're doing it and the volume, we don't want to throw another session in there too early and not have enough time to turn around and feel good. I go another two weeks, but now we go harder exercises, right? Again, hurdles can be increasing, speed can be increasing. Instead of going just straight front to back or side to side, we can change direction and do multi-directional stuff. So a drill that I really like is the five cone drill or the light drill. So five cones of different colors, they're standing straight ahead of you. In the first week, they might jog when you call it a cone. So white, blue, green, but they stay facing forward. As you progress in the week, you might say, okay, you can move any direction you want, but you have to make sure you get there with good technical awareness, right? You don't want to be like leaning into a valgus. You would call those things out, but they would have to get there with different motions and you can maybe increase the time and the speed they're going to do it in. I like going same kind of parameters of three times a week with 24 hours in between, no increase in symptoms, but also doing a little bit more intensity for a lot of these three variables. The next kind of session we do here, I usually like to go with still keeping it with medium number, but we're going to increase to higher intensity, right? And we're going to increase to the harder surface they work on. So I usually like to do this because you're going to start doing some really intense exercises, depth jumps to broad jumps, right? Or very explosive single leg hurdle hopping multiple bounds in a row down the length of like 20 yards, something like that. The cone drill might have a lot more speed intensity into it. Or you might be doing 10 meter accelerations where they all out sprint for 10 meters, then slow down. It's a lot more demanding. It's a lot more taxing and the force rapidly goes increased as you're doing harder and harder exercises in a shorter amount of time. So I like doing a little bit, not as intense with how many ground contacts total, but I like starting out with the higher intensity and also the harding training services again. Based on the sport that they're in, if they're in a track and field sport, basketball, volleyball, something like that, where they're practicing a lot, you might be able to increase the volume so they're starting to play their sport. So you might actually start going more into three to four days per week. If they're getting back into practice, I typically wouldn't recommend going back to full practice just yet because it's gonna be a little bit too much in terms of turnaround time, but you might increase the sessions per week here, right? So that you might obviously go on a back-to-back -back day, something like that, where you'd have a turnaround of two days in a row versus maybe one and then one day off day and then one, then one off day. So you can increase a little bit like that with the number of exercises that they're doing, the intensity, the harder surface, if they were on something like an altered year pool over here, maybe they're now running on the actual like, you know, turf or something like that. And now over here, they're on their training surface, like a hard basketball court in gymnastics, they might do the hard floor, hard landings versus a pit when they were here before. That's typically what I recommend all the way down. And the last two weeks, we typically do want to have them do increase the numbers, we keep a mixture of high and medium intensity. And then obviously the harder surfaces are there, we might get back to four to five to six days per week, depending on their sport. Two weeks here, two weeks here, two weeks here. If all this goes well, you can increase the number of ground contact they're doing. You can increase the amount of time they're playing their sport. You can increase the volume so they're back in their sport more days per week. Or you can also just have them being on the actual harder surfaces themselves. So this is typically what I always have done over the years. As I've learned, I've made a lot of mistakes earlier in my career, learning from a lot of great strength coaches, a lot of great medical providers, and seeing a lot of different sports. This framework is good as a starting point. And then based on your expertise or based on the sport you know you work in, you can tweak these things and figure it out along the way. Hopefully that's a nice little breakdown for everyone to understand. For medical providers, I think that was something that never occurred to me and I was really overwhelmed with how to monitor these things. If this is useful for you, I think you'll find that it opens a lot of doors into like explaining how to write programs and stuff to people and why you're doing it, which is great from a rational point of view. Keep in mind, the type of injury matters a lot. Muscle versus bone versus cartilage versus nerve, completely different ballparks.
folks, acute sprain, grade one versus surgery, very different as well. So don't be stuck in these timelines, but just kind of my approach that I've had over time that people with cartilage injuries that take, you know, three months to fully get back to all their stuff after a full three to six month rehab program. So it's okay to go slow and make sure they're feeling pretty good. Hope you guys enjoyed this. We'll see you in the next episode. Hopefully you enjoyed this mini podcast episode. Let us know if it was helpful and if you have any suggestions of what you'd like to learn about next. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to that episode. I hope that you really enjoyed it and got a lot of value out of it. I just wanna let you know before we sign off here that a couple things we'd love you to do. So one is please just make sure that you rate and review the podcast on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever you're listening, because that really does help the episode grow quite a bit. And then second, if you really enjoyed this episode, we would love if you left us a review as well and told us what you liked about it. You know, what information was useful, what things were not useful, would you like to know more about, what guests you wanna have on in the future. And then also as you kind of go about your day, if you found something really useful, just toss it up on social media. We love to hear from people on Instagram or Twitter or, you know, all the different websites that they're using for social media. Facebook is great too. But yeah, let us know what you like, because honestly, the podcast comes from people who just tell us what they're finding useful. And that's how we create the next set of content. So yeah, tag us in the podcast or tag us online, whatever you're doing it. And uh, let us know what you think. Thanks.